Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food. food. First, Domino's just unveiled new loaded tots. It combines melty cheese and classic pizza toppings with crispy potato tots. And I thought of you because you're going to do food based on... Philly. Philly. Mm -hmm. They have a Philly cheesesteak tater tots. So you can just order those and your wife can have the night off for a change. No, no, no. She's already got a massive... Massive menu plan. Second, do you like the little chalky candy conversation hearts for Valentine's Day? Well, they uh, start working on the messaging long before February 14th. And this year, new sayings are a, a nod to people who adopted pets during the pandemic. Like, lovebirds, perfect, and puppy love. A phrase that got really uh, retired way back in the 1980s. They said, okay, nobody's saying that anymore, is... Hubba hubba. And finally, in the world of food, did you hear Cracker Barrel is playing Cupid this Valentine's Day? They're offering Mm. free meals for a year to five couples who agree to get married there. It's their (laughs) I said yes at Cracker Barrel promotion. And you have until February 16th to pop the question and submit your video. Uh, I'm wondering where you do it. Like, would you sit her down in the rocking chairs out in the front porch mm-hmm. and then get down on one knee? No, gift chop so you can have the receiving line right after the cash register so people can <laughs> buy you stuff, right? There you go. <laughs> I think that's how you do it. That's how you work it. As a busy parent, are you always looking for hacks to make life a little bit easier? Mm. Coming up, check out smart diapers. <laughs> As a busy parent, are you always looking for hacks to make your life a little bit easier then you're gonna love smart diapers (laughs) these diapers can sense when your child needs to be changed and send a notification to your phone they're still in the (laughs) development stage by scientists at penn state what's wild they're gonna tell you levels of dirtiness like "Eh, it's a little wet to you better get the hazmat suit out for this one (laughs) there's actually a lithium battery inside the diapers um no word yet on just how much they're going to cost does that mean that uh parents now um will tell parents of future generations back in my day you'd have to lift the kid up turn his butt towards your face and go oh (laughs) probably yeah we didn't have diaper sensors well when when you were little Have you ever learned something pretty cool about someone who had already gone to heaven? Hmm. I learned the neatest thing about my dad. He just passed away January 3rd, and I had never heard this before. Hmm. I'll tell you about it in just a minute. So have you ever learned something pretty cool about someone who's already gone to heaven? That happened to me the other day. I was talking to my Uncle Tom. He is my dad's baby brother, Mm -hmm. uh, Tom, Tommy. And um, I found out, I didn't know he did this. I had no idea. He acted like I should know this story. And I said, I had no idea. Um, So if you haven't heard, my dad passed away in in January and he had MS, multiple sclerosis. So by the end, he was kind of like Stephen Hawking, Mm -hmm. like, or a paraplegic. Like he just could not do anything. He laid in bed all day. You could lift him out of bed with this thing called a Hoyer lift and he could get into a chair if you put his body in a chair, but he couldn't do anything. And so... He laid in that bed all day, would listen to sermons, listen to music, watch way too much news. And um, a lot of times... I'm glad he wasn't here for the balloon. (laughs) A lot of times he would get pretty sleepy. You can imagine how boring to lay in bed all day. Hmm. And so when his baby brother, Tom, would arrive, I guess he's pretty pretty boisterous kind of guy. Mm -hmm. He would walk in and go, 
David, hey, what's new today? And my dad would be like startled, like, whoa. And he'd kind of like come to wake. And, and then he's, he always had this glisten, this sparkle in his eye. My dad always did. And finally, when he would wake up enough, he would look at my uh, Uncle Tom and say, he asked, what's new today? Mm-hmm. The steadfast love of our Lord and Savior is new every day. <laughs> and I was like, go, Dad. I started bawling. My Aww. uncle started bawling. It was the sweetest thing. And even though my dad's body was just completely falling apart from mm-hmm. MS, he never forgot what was new, what was exciting in life. And that's the wow. steadfast love of our Lord and Savior. Mm. Isn't that awesome? Your dad is something. He's amazing. I miss him so much. <laughs> He's not the kind of guy you want to ask one of those open-ended small talk questions because you would not get a small talk answer. And when you're laying in bed all day, <laughs> right? there isn't anything else that's new right. other than God's love. Yeah. Right. Oh, what a great story about your dad. I, I couldn't love that story more. I love that story you shared about your dad. And that that is something like, you know, I went through that with my mom. She passed away a couple of years ago. And you do find out more about them from loved ones. They'll tell you stories that you didn't know of. And um, one of the best gifts I ever received, my cousin Carol uh, sent me just out of the blue. I got this package from her. She lives in New Hampshire. And it was um, my mom's rosary that she had had for decades, every day. Her fingers went around the beads on that rosary praying every day. And now I now I have it. And and I have it. It was in a, a decorative box of a um, on the box. There's a, a image of the Virgin Mary that my mom got on one of her trips to Poland. So it's like a wooden box, like a handmade box from Poland. My mom, if you've ever listened to this show, you know, she thought there were two kinds of people in this world, Polish people and those who wish they were Polish. So it was very it was precious to her. And that's one of the last things that she had in the rehab center where she went to live. Mm. That box stayed on her nightstand with the rosary. So when she sent that to me, it really really meant a lot. So every, yeah, sometimes I'll get it out and I'll just feel it with my fingers and I'll be like, this, this is what my mom felt that every day, you know, she felt these beads and it has so much meaning and value to me in real world terms, probably couldn't get 50 cents for it on eBay. But to me, Priceless. Bezos doesn't have enough money to buy that thing for me. Hey, do you feel like sometimes you're white-knuckling it through life? Kev, you want to guess why 63% of adults feel like they're burned out? Uh, Because their schedules are overwhelming them. Mm, That's a good guess. They're burned out from adulting, being an adult. (laughs) (laughs) This was a survey of Gen Z and millennials. The oldest Gen Zs, by the way, are now 26 years old. And more than half are over the age of 18. And the oldest millennials are now in their 40s. Uh, They feel like they have a lot of adult things to learn, like how to tie a tie, change a diaper, change a tire, and write a check. Many don't know how to use a grill, sew up a hole, or iron clothes. And um, I'm just here to tell you, I don't know how to do a lot of those things, and I'm doing okay. (laughs) People have told me how to change a tire, but do I remember? And if I'm stuck on the side of the road, would I be able to do yeah, it? But is that what's, uh, that's what's causing people? That's what's causing people stress. Adulting because they, they just the the idea of adulting. Yeah, just huh. all the you know paying the bills and just suddenly being responsible for themselves. It's, it's we should talk about out, this because I, I think it's more than just being an adult that's causing people stress. It's more to it than just that. We'll talk about it in a minute. So you're saying that adulting is what's causing. 
uh, people so much stress out. They're six, burned out. They're burned out from adulting. Yeah. 63%. And yep. I don't think it's just, it's, I don't think it's just adulting. I think there's more to it than that in that, yes, it's adulting, but the landscape of what adulting means has changed a ton. Let's talk about that next. So I'm not surprised they're saying like over 60% of people uh, are stressed out because of hashtag adulting. Mm-hmm. That the stuff of life is really... They're burned out. Yeah, make them burned out, stressed out, whatever. Um, and a lot of times I've heard folks say like, oh my gosh, how can people be stressed out nowadays? We've got it so easy. And think of like the greatest generation. They did adulting and World War II. You know, if they did it, why can't we do it now? But the, the landscape has completely changed with what it means just to get to the point where you're an adult. Like, there's more pressure nowadays on kids starting in starting at middle school to get great grades. Why? So you can get into a great college. You know, start got to start working on that transcript now so you can get a great college. And if you don't get into a great college, your know, life is pretty much over. You're, you're not going to be able to do anything. So you've got all that pressure starting when they're just tweens. It goes all the way through high school. Then you go through college, and you, you get this great degree, and you graduate, and you get... You've got two things, like a hundred grand in debt and a $30,000 a year job. And you go, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. I could put every penny I'm making after taxes towards paying down that debt, and it's not going to be gone with every penny going to it for about 10 years. I mean, that's a completely different landscape than most of us had right yeah uh, it's it's cool to see some people like my nephew choosing a trade like he was a, an apprentice and he's become he's an electrician now right and yeah, he doesn't yeah. have any college debt and he's making a great salary and um there's so much honor in just working hard like that but what i'm saying is for a lot of people they are those first steps into adulthood are way more stressful than they were for generations prior and a lot of it is to do with having so much debt just to get that piece of paper. Why? So I can get a great job. Then I can spend the next 10 years paying off all this debt before I even start, you know, getting my, digging myself out of that hole and start that. And then the pressure of, well, you got to start saving for retirement, (laughs) right? So it's like never ending. It's really hard. I saw a dad the other day. He should get dad of the year. He's in the grocery store with his his daughter. His daughter is head to toe frozen. Like the movie Frozen, like dressed like a frozen character. She's got the, I don't know what it was, I guess an iPad or whatever. And she's got frozen playing on the thing. <laughs> and I thought, oh my gosh, how many times has this poor man had to watch and listen to <laughs> Frozen? So that's what I'd like to talk about, Mom and Dad. What? Are your kids currently obsessed with or what were they obsessed with when they were kids that just about drove you over the edge? What was it? Maybe it was frozen. We'd love to hear from you. Hi, Faith. It's Kevin and Taylor. And we're talking about stuff that our kids can just get obsessed with to the level it drives us nuts. What was it for you? Um, my son and Ninja Kids. On Ninja YouTube. Kids? <laughs> Ninja Kids. Oh, it's- man. It's a group of kids, they're siblings, and, you know, they're always showing off new ninja tricks and gymnastic skills, and they sing and they dance, and he's trying to be just like that, and it's very concerning. <laughs> now, does that ever get him in trouble? Because, like, disturbing. I remember my son was into, this shows how long ago it was, Power Rangers, and they, oh, had yeah. to, they had to make a rule at school. Like, you cannot play Power Rangers at school because they were just, they were basically beating each other up at recess every day. Like, he's not doing it at school, but he does get in the living room and try to do some kind of back flip stick thing. (laughs) 
And I mean, I have a house full of six kids, and he's the only boy, so I kind of have to let him have this, you uh, know? <laughs> I can't take the one boy thing he's got. That's great. I love it. Yep. Sounds yep. like you were a busy mom, too. Six kids. Wow. Yes, and you guys help me through each and every day. Oh, thank thanks, you. Faith. We sure appreciate you hanging out with us. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Hey, Carolyn, it's Kevin and Taylor. Was there something one of your kids was obsessed with that just started to drive you crazy after a while? My son, when he was a toddler, he was obsessed with Dr. Susan's The Foot Book. <laughs> and here's the warning for parents. I still have that memorized. Left foot, left foot, left foot, right. Feet in the morning and feet at night. It never goes away. <laughs> That's great. Beware. Hey, at least there's some decent songs in Frozen, you know, so if you have them for the next 30 years, it's okay. <laughs> hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Someone found a sweet dog wandering with her leash still on and a heartbreaking note on her collar um, and dropped her off at the animal shelter in Tennessee with a note that said, please love me. My mom can't keep me and is homeless with two kids. She tried her best but can't get help. I cost too much for her. And it was in a heartbreaking. She really loves me and I'm great. I'm a great dog. Mm. It also said, please do not change my name. It's Lilo. Well, people at the shelter could tell the woman really loved Lilo. So mm-hmm. they tracked her down and reunited with her dog. And they're paying her all the food and pet supplies she needs. They've also been trying to find her family a pet-friendly homeless shelter until they're back on their feet. That's so a happy ending. Isn't that awesome? Yes. Oh, that is that was so Can't sad. Imagine having to give away your dog. <laughs> you took me on an emotional roller coaster ride there, I'll have you know. My husband had to give away one of his, his dogs once because he wanted to do what was best for the dog. Oh. They were, had lived on this huge, ginormous ranch and were moving to this, the big city. Yeah. And he knew his dog, Jenny, the Airedale, would not be happy without a place to run and do we, run and Do we run. know what happened to Jenny? Yeah, Jenny got a beautiful family he found for oh, her. Oh, okay. But it was so And she painful. lived happily ever after. Yes, but right. it was Very so good. painful for him to do what was best for the dog. Coming up, do you know anyone who has given birth to a baby in a really odd location? Wait till you hear what happened to this mom. Do you know anyone who gave birth to their baby in an odd location? My friend's baby wouldn't wait, and a rookie firefighter helped her deliver at home. No kidding. <laughs> well, uh, this this story is no comparison. This woman from Georgia really trumps that story. She gave birth to her baby girl in her car stuck in Atlanta traffic. <laughs> now, thankfully, her husband was driving. Wow. When I first saw, saw her TikTok, I thought, oh, <gasps> Is she behind the wheel right now? But thankfully, her husband was driving. The baby came anyway, and they were still stuck in traffic. And thankfully, the her quick-thinking husband, actually, he was panicking, uh, flagged down a patrol car, and they got a police escort to the hospital. And her baby girl is very healthy, doing well, and very loved by her two-year-old big brother and her four-year-old big sister. Aww. So it's we got should, a happy ending. We should swap some stories. Do, do you have a odd place where... Where you were born or where your kids came along, somewhere weird, would love, like, ba- babies won't wait. They don't, I was almost they don't born care. somewhere weird. Yeah, but okay. It was, it was close, but didn't happen. Well, hold on to that, and we'd love to hear from you. So we want to know, what is the odd place where either you were born 
or you gave birth. Like this lady was stuck <laughs> in Atlanta traffic and the baby came. Thank goodness her husband was driving. Right, but how right. about your story? Give us a call. Hey, Joel, we're swapping stories about odd and strange places that the babies were born. Uh, is it you or your kids? Who who do you have a story about? It was me. I was uh, born in a strange place. Okay. Um, let's eventually, hear it. we did make it to a hospital, apparently. But the story I've been told my whole life was my mom and my dad owned a roofing company. They were busy putting a roof on. My mom was very pregnant. Um, but she was out helping do the roof that day just because it needed to get done. And she goes into labor and versus uh, deciding to go to the hospital immediately, she decided that she could finish the roof. <laughs> and uh, so they, they finished the job so that they could make the next month's rent and then we'll go, went to the hospital where I was born. Your mom is a superhero <laughs> rock star. I want to shake her hand. Wow. Yeah, she is, she's a pretty tough lady. That's so, incredible. It was, uh, that was always an interesting story growing up, though. I was always told that's why I don't like the heat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That wow. is awesome. That is such a great story, Joel. When, when were you born? What's your birthday? Uh, August uh, 4th, 1982. Oh, so she's up on a roof in August, nine months pregnant. Yeah. Oh. Yep. She is a superhero. Yeah, apparently it was not one of the, the super hot days, and they had an ocean breeze, but it was still warm. Yeah. <laughs> so. Mm-mm-mm. Wow! Thanks uh, for sharing thank you that guys story, for the Joel. show. I love calling in, talking to you guys. I also love listening to the show every day. And- oh, thanks. thanks. We sure appreciate you thank hanging you, out with us. We're talking about people who were born in a unique spot, as in not in the hospital room. <laughs> How about you, Liz? Where were you born? Actually, I was born in the ambulance in my driveway. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Didn't quite make it. <laughs> no, but I'm the youngest of five, so yeah. I guess we didn't have time. <laughs> but my, and my dad was in the house on the phone. We'll call in the doctor. So he missed it. I was sad about here about that. Oh, <laughs> poor guy. He was only feet away. I wonder if the, the EMTs that showed up, did they know right away? They're like, oh, we're not leaving the driveway. <laughs> this is happening now. <laughs> um, well, they probably did. I didn't ask that question, but they probably pretty much knew. My mom was at the doctor's that morning and told her another two weeks. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> they were wrong. wrong. Wow. It's so funny because you could play a game when you tell this story at parties and you'd be like, yeah, I was born at home. And then have a real dramatic pause <laughs> in an ambulance in the driveway. <laughs> in the driveway, yeah. <laughs> it's all about the flair. But, uh, yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Liz. All right. And I just want to tell you guys, I love you so much. And I listen to you all the time. And you're so uplifting. And. I just love you guys. Oh, thank you. Oh, that, you have no idea that means the world to us. That really gives gives us some encouragement. So thank you. Oh, you give me encouragement every day. So have you ever tried to plan a really fabulous vacation? It's a lot of work, a lot of details. Um, you save up all that money, and then you look at the dates, and you try to find the cheapest flight you can possibly find. Mm-hmm. And this guy uh, from New York booked his dream vacation to Sydney, Australia. I mean, he was so excited. It was just going to be like so phenomenal. He couldn't wait to hear the accents. He couldn't wait to hopefully see a kangaroo. A koala bear. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But, you know, he's on the plane and he's like, huh. Wow, this is quite the the flight. Um, Hmm. They landed, and he's like, wait a minute, why are there some snow-capped mountains right there? (laughs) And he realized 
The reason the flight was so affordable for his trip of the lifetime is he booked a ticket to Sydney, Montana. (laughs) Spelled S-I-D... N-E-Y. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's right near the North Dakota border. There's a, It's a population 6,000. And um, apparently the airport codes are really similar. Sydney, Australia is S-Y-D. Sydney, Montana is S-D-Y. Wow. And this guy, is guy. he's got the best attitude. Um, he His name is Kingsley. And he just starts laughing. And he's like, well... I guess I'm going to have to try this again. What's there to see while I'm here? (laughs) Right. (laughs) It is a very beautiful part of the country, at least. A lot of Montana is. I don't know about, I've never been to Sydney. When they made the announcement, please put your trays in an upright position, he was like, wow, everybody said this flight would take forever, but it just flew by. We're here already. Really? Wow. wow, That nap must have really been something. (laughs) I so feel for him because I would I would do that. That's something I would do. So we get to check in with our producer Griffin in just a minute. He's got a wife named Sarah, and um, I don't know how to say this, but apparently there's a place she really likes, and he found out something not so great about this place, and he okay. he's debating about whether to tell her or not. Ooh. Oh, all right. We'll find out what that is next. So Griff Taylor was saying that uh, you have bad news about a place that your wife, Sarah, loves. Yes. Uh, Can I guess what it is real quick? Okay. Her favorite restaurant got a bad health score. How'd you know? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what it is? It is. Oh. Yeah. I saw this on like some Facebook community page thing. Uh They were like, oh, man, this place that my wife loves, like she'll go there on her own sometimes if Mm -hmm. like she just needs something to eat. Yeah. And she'll pick food up from there. Um, Like... A really bad health score. Like, you feel oh, like the restaurant no. should maybe be shut down. No uh, kidding. Uh, what? Yeah. I didn't <gasps> know whether or not to tell her about this because she like, loves this place. She'll just go there, like, if, for lunch sometimes yeah. during the week. I and, wonder uh, I wonder if it was like a, they just caught him on a bad day. I'm sure that's probably you know what, what it was. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because hmm. I've been there and it's been fine. I've never felt gross or I never got sick, I don't think. <laughs> but or... you feel gross now. <laughs> a little bit. Because <laughs> no, we went there very recently. And yeah, the score was not good at the time. I apparently. still want to ask you what kind of restaurant, but we don't want to even barely tip our hand at yeah, what kind of what restaurant this is. So Yeah, because they caught them on a bad day and they, yeah. they you know, yeah. fix things up and got everything up to spec. Then you don't want to hurt their business just right. one off day. But I just yeah. know if I tell my wife, Sarah, she's going to not go there anymore. Yeah, she'll be done. She'll, <gasps> it's over. Huh. Well, so. since it's fixed, I don't think you need to tell her. Yeah, they were supposed to get retested, and I, I think they did better on the retest. But I mean, <laughs> they, they, they were still, it was low, man. It was really low. <laughs> it was single me. digits. Almost. Tell me it was just like something funky in their ice or something, guess, and she never gets I, a drink I, there I or something. I well, I mean, if you ever watch, remember that show Restaurant Impossible? Yeah. If you ever watch that show, you will never eat out again, like ever, anyway. Oh, no. Don't tell us that. <laughs> That's a given, right? So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. You're you're stuck, but do you like the restaurant? You like it? Yeah, I don't mind it. And yeah. does it bother you to go there knowing that score? Oh, I'm not going there. I'm done. <laughs> <All right. laughs> then you should tell your She's wife. She's gonna wonder why. I don't want to crush her dreams. It's like one of her like happy places to like treat herself at and it's over if she gets if food she poisoning one day though she's gonna be like you did this you to did me, me. <laughs> so i went home for a couple of days i always go every year for my mom's birthday and i just happened to get to be there when 
my sister threw a bridal shower for her daughter, Alyssa, who's getting married. Hmm. And uh, there were some funny moments. There were some emotional moments. I hadn't been to a bridal shower for a long time. <laughs> Tell you about it in just a minute. So I don't know about you, but I hadn't been to a bridal shower in a long time. And uh, just so happened the same weekend I was going home for my mom's birthday, which I do every single year. It's a tradition, Mm -hmm. uh, was my niece's bridal shower. Uh, my s- oldest sister's youngest daughter's getting married to okay, Luke was this on April 15th. A bridal shower of mixed company? Was it all family or was it family and her friends? What What was the It was a bunch. Yeah, it was a okay. big group. So this and is like everybody. Yeah, this okay, was like cool. all her bridesmaids showed up, some uh-huh. friends from college, some friends from growing up, an aunt and a cousin. Oh, and cool. then the biggest thing that made it a huge group is... Luke's mom is one of 11 children, and all the aunties came. Wow. It was packed. It was a full house. (laughs) And my sister Suzanne is super duper artistic and creative, Uh and so like everything had a theme. It had this like um, tropical plant eucalyptus type theme, even like these beautiful mint brownies she made had little toothpicks with plants sticking out and like... I mean, it was, well, it was nice. It's her baby girl. Yeah, it was. And then she got up and announced, we're not game people. We're just going to do this like bridal emoji game. And then we did, um, oh, there were like bridal scratch off tickets, which was really great. Sounds like she's a game person. Said, Whether she try again or, right. or, well, no, I mean, usually there's like, I found out like Luke's side of the family. Yeah. They play really big, active relay physical games. Like I said, like what? And Alyssa said, well, like at Christmas time, we had to put on oven mitts and we had to run down to a bowl and pick up a Hershey kiss with the mitts (laughs) and try to unwrap it and eat it and then run back. I was like, oh, they are a game family compared to us. Um, Um, I like them. Yeah. (laughs) They're fun. (laughs) Sounds like fun. It reminds me so much. My mom zeroed in on the matriarch. They call her Meemaw, but her name's Dee Dee. Okay. And sat right next to her when they were eating some of the the Mm. treats because her sister has 11 kids. Hmm. So they had so much fun Talk sharing about, stories. Yeah. But in just a minute, I can't wait to tell you what uh, my one niece got her baby sister as a bridal gift. Okay. It was quite the surprise of the hmm. day. I'll tell you about it in just a minute. So it was so special to be able to be home for my niece's bridal shower. And it's wild. We get to do this all over again because Alyssa and Luke are getting married April 15th. But then Kaylee and Morgan, her other sister, they're getting married September 10th. So we have, hmm. my sister is planning two weddings in six months wow. for her daughters. It's a lot. But um, it was really neat. Everybody was opening the gifts, and I was being a little goofy. I couldn't resist. There was one um, aunt on Luke's side that brought this silver garbage can with a bow. And so when they got it out, I went, ooh, what's that? <laughs> um, but at the very, very end, after she opened all these gifts... Um, her oldest sister, Ariel, handed her this little tiny blue box. And everyone's like, hmm, I wonder what this is going to be. And um, Kaylee uh, and Alyssa are both just brokenhearted that their papa is not going to be at their wedding. Mm. Uh, he almost made it, but mm-hmm. he went to heaven on January 3rd. And so Ariel took a little uh, a picture of Alyssa sitting on her papa's lap when she was a baby. Oh, no kidding. And she printed it in black and white and had it made into 
like a kind of like a brooch necklace mm. and she wrote on it tie this to your bouquet on your wedding day and papa will be with oh, you that's all so day granddad will be there and we all like it was cool. happy tears wow. touched tears but what a thoughtful and gift and then i got to sit next to my mom while um ariel showed it to my mom because she hadn't seen it up close yet mm. and my mom started crying it was it was so special mm. so sweet that is what just the the Having the thought to do mm -hmm. that yeah. is really it's a neat thing. So smart.